it's like when there's a feminine woman, you almost like disregard her as being queer at all anyways. Like you, like, it's like, oh, it's just a phase for you or oh, she'll find some guy or she'll, and maybe, who knows? Maybe I will date some guy in the future, but right now I'm here with you. Right. And respect that. Like I'm, I am actively here with you or it's like, if I go to a pride and I'm all pride clothes, you know, it's like, oh, you must be here supporting one of your friends. Why? Yeah, the <laughs> one whose vagina I just <laughs> ate before we got here. what's up everybody and welcome to the queerly black show i'm your host ashley and i'm so happy you came by the queerly black show aims to normalize the everyday existence of black lgbtqia plus individuals through an interview style series with regular folks like you and me so every week a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an lgbtqia plus individual thank you for tuning in and make sure you subscribe download set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode enjoy the show Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. Y'all listen, I'm here with a very special guest today. Very special guest. She's not new to these social media, YouTube streets. She's a veteran, okay? We're going to put some respect on her name. We got Lacey in the building, y'all. We got a boss. She's a writer, actress, filmmaker, all the things. Lacey, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Hey guys, it's me, Lacey. And yes, I'm a, I'm a published writer. Actually, I have one of the only... LGBT books at Nelson Mandela University in South Africa. Um, I am an actress, uh, producer, director. I also own and operate a makeup line and a lingerie line and an adult toy line as Woo. well. <laughs> you busy. <laughs> you busy. Whoa. Okay. So um, we're gonna talk about all that. We're gonna talk about all all, all the, the 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 business ventures. Um, but 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 we gotta jump right to the beginning. I, we all I always start yes. at the beginning. You know, I gotta ask. When did you know you liked the ladies? Okay. Oh my gosh, I love this. Cause wait, first, no one ever asked them this ever. It's no, crazy. because everybody probably assumes that like y'all don't like girls. So. <laughs> but it's like, come on now. Um, actually, I remember being like five and um me and my friend were playing well me and my friend and our siblings we were playing house and I always wanted <laughs> I always we wanted to play like, house it's touching it's touching um no I always wanted to be like mom and mom but I always wanted to be like the dad mom and so <laughs> I was like that was always me and for a long time I don't know like I didn't realize that that was weird until maybe I was like eight or nine and one of my other friends um because I really wanted to kiss her and so I was like we should play house and we should be like mom and mom and um she was like there's no such thing like, as mom, no, and mom. What you talking about? <laughs> you're wilding <laughs> she's like ain't no two moms what you you just bugging <laughs> you talking about me yeah I used to try to get all the girls to play to house kiss you Playing house. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not like a mom, mom. I'm like a. I'm like a dad, mom. And you're like the mom, mom. True. Like we have to kiss. We have to. We have to. It's like yeah. what they do. Did you ever see like before that? Did you see images of like gay relationships or or same sex relationships? No, not in my real life. But like back when I was a kid, um, that's when like 
I don't know, I don't know how old you are, but like that's when like the Spice Channel would come on, like yeah. after like midnight and like I'm 32. Yeah, okay, so you know, right? Yeah, I know. So, like mm-hmm. you can stay up extra late and then you start to like see the commercials, like the call girls. Well, we weren't like, supposed to be up, but facts, you know, but we was up because that was the <laughs> time I ever yeah. saw like girls uh, being sexual in general for real and like with each other. Yeah. And they were always feminine, and I was like, oh. So I could be like mom, mom. <laughs> yeah. So you, so you've been, so you've, you've liked girls. You're, you like since way, way back in the day. So going through school, did you date guys ever? Yeah. So, um, I don't, my family is very stereotypical black, you know, whatever. Um, there, there wasn't this much acceptance. There wasn't, there, there weren't people walking around, you know, that were, and if they were, gay when I was growing up they were always like those women that no like no man wanted them anyways kind of thing right <laughs> um, always bags yeah. bags like the women with the beards and like uh, the, it was just it was a mess so <laughs> um I always my 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 mom and my aunts always told me like oh you look like some rich man's wife right and so I thought that was my aspiration like I was like okay well I'm just gonna be some rich man's wife I guess and I I guess I'll just date guys, but I always like mess with girls. Yeah. But it just always had to be a secret because my mom was always like really big with like appearance growing up and yeah, how stuff looks. Yeah. Yes. That's like the so. plight of the black family. I talk about that a couple. I talked about that a couple <laughs> times. Just like they don't like the parents really legit don't even really be caring. They care mm-hmm. about what other people think. They're like, yeah you, you can't be like this what your grandma gonna say yes you <laughs> can be your, like that at your, home. Uh, yeah what these people else. gonna say we uh-uh don't be you like yes. mom i'm talking to you though like we're having a conversation <laughs> like do you care you don't even care why you tripping i'll talk to grandma i'll deal with grandma okay which means hey. i'm not gonna talk to her at all about this no. i'm never gonna mention this to her at all but Mm-mm, not at all nice yeah. so when did you actually like come out so did you you date guys like what's this through school or uh, through adulthood when'd you come out okay blow it up I, on me i have probably every femme in our age groups coming out story where i was uh i was in college i was well i was actually um i was 19 i was waiting i was in the navy so i was waiting to go to boot camp and uh prior prior to joining the navy I was in college living my best life and um I have flew back home to go to like the frat parties because they were amazing and I met this girl touch me not real hard stud literal boy right and but I liked her and I knew she was a girl and I was just like okay and it was just it's the every lesbian thing where we met on like a Friday by Sunday she was taking me to meet her family um they had a barbecue you Um, it's true (laughs) by the next week um, there was actually a, uh, there was a tornado and it was projected to hit the airport, um, that I had to fly out of to go back to Colorado. And my mom was like, you need to come home. You need to figure this out. And I was like, I got this girl with me. Like, what am I going to do? So my mom was like, I'm about to come pick you up. Cause I was at my stepdad's house at the time. They had two separate homes. And, uh, I was like, oh, shucks. What am I going to do? So I was like, no, mom don't come. I'll, I'll figure out a way. I'll come to you. I'll come to your house. And so my mom was like, you, you need to get here. And she's frantic. And the girl was like, well, shit, I'll take you. And I was like, nah, your whole family, like her whole family. Right. So I was like, nah, nah. right. So she's like, no, nah, you, you know, you, you don't even got to worry about it. I got you. I'm gonna just, 
gonna drop you off and then I'll leave. You call me when you're ready for me to pick you up. And I was like, this is such a bad idea. But I was like, it. all right, cool. She, she pulled up to my mom's house and basically was like, I'm not leaving. We about to do this today. And I was like, oh no. And before I, like we were in the car arguing and like my little siblings came outside and I was like, oh my God. So then my mama comes outside and she's like, who's that out there? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, you can come in, but like, don't tell nobody that we're dating. Mind you, she's a whole touch me not. Good stuff. Like, oh God, my mom's going to know. And as the day progressed, my mom just kind of, you know, put two and two together. My mom was like, um, she called me to her room. She's like, hey. I know that you dating that girl. You don't got to lie to me. I know that's not just your friend. I see how she look at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not upset. I'm not mad. I support you. And uh, she's like, but you know, there's going to be people who, who aren't going to support you. And so she was like, is this something that's serious? And I was like, I think so. Like, I think I really like her. And my mom was like, well, just, you got to be re- you know, ready for whatever comes. And at the time, don't ask, don't tell was still a thing in the Navy. Mm-hmm. So my mom was like, what you going to do? after boot camp because you can't date her because they can kick you out and i was like we'll just cross that for it <laughs> All right, we'll deal with that tomorrow we ain't got to deal with that today let's get through the tornado then, right now <laughs> yes and then the tornado never even freaking hit wow. the airport and then my mom told everybody and so <laughs> she's a proud mom she's so that's a how proud, you came out. proud gay parent or well that's parent. yeah that's what's up i mean those are those are few and far between my my mom's very supportive yes. too so i understand yeah. um it's it's it definitely makes a big difference. Uh, yes, you have it that. does. Um, We're fortunate. Like my mom knows. Yeah, a lot of people aren't. No, no, no. no I've dealt with some parents who have who have just whole. I dated whole studs, and their parents have just been like, "It's a phase. She'll like, find a boy." Are you kidding me? <laughs> she is the boy. <laughs> <laughs> what up? It's your host Ashley, and I'm interrupting this podcast to ask: Are you following us? Have you downloaded the podcast? Are you subscribed to us on YouTube? If you're not already, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all platforms, Queerly Black. I'm going to let y'all get back to the show. Peace. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Have you seen your daughter? (laughs) She's That daughter right there? (laughs) Can't be talking about her. (laughs) Nah, literally. Like, whole way back yeah nah and they'll be like you know doing crazy stuff like i remember early on like my mom would do stuff she'd be like oh uh yeah you oh yeah don't don't cut your hair anymore or uh don't you know like little little hints of like is my daughter like still in there like and you're like let that go come on (laughs) let it go my mom was like um she's like so are you gonna start dressing like a boy now (laughs) (laughs) no mom like mom all, all gay girls don't dress like boys. <laughs> like, we tried. Well, I went to the, you know, the STEM phase where I uh-huh. tried, but apparently I wasn't hard enough. And so I was like, just, <laughs> I couldn't pull it off. <laughs> but I tried. Uh, right. So talk about like, so you're, you're in this space uh, classified as a femme, right? Uh-huh. And I think, you know, the label thing, just I'm, I'm putting it out there just for people to frame yeah. this up, right? Um. Talk about your experience as a film in the queer space, but then also we'll talk about that as it relates to dating, but oh, just talk so about it as a person first, and then we'll talk about it. As a person, honestly, it's, when it comes to like the hetero world, obviously men look at me and they, they're just like, 
you ain't really, you ain't had the right one. You know, we hear that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Respect that. They got egos and stuff. But when it comes to just operating as a feminine woman in, in the queer space, it's like you get no real respect and you almost get no real like acknowledgement. Um, I have been, I have, I have, I've been producing movies. It's my movie. I'm directing it. And I've had people like not listen to a thing I'm saying. Like I have to now ask a stud or I have to pull a man. Aside. There was once I actually had to grab the, the guy who was the onset cook because he was the only man there to be like, hey, can you relay this message to these other gay men? Like no one really respects you, I feel like. And I, I feel like a lot of people, and I don't know if it's, you know, because they've had some bad experiences, but it's like when there's a feminine woman, you almost like disregard her as being queer at all anyways. Like you, like, it's like, oh, it's just a phase for you or oh, she'll find some guy or she'll, and maybe, who knows? Maybe I will date some guy in the future, but right now I'm here with you. Right. And respect that. Like I'm, I am actively here with you or it's like, if I go to a pride and I'm all pride clothes, you know, it's like, oh, you must be here supporting one of your friends. Why? Yeah, the <laughs> one whose vagina I just <laughs> ate before we got here. God. God damn it. Whoa. <laughs> it's it's so bad. I, I really do feel like in working in my industry, there aren't a lot of feminine women um working in this industry. And it's difficult because a lot of the the masculine women and a lot of the men when I'm talking to them about my experience, don't, they can't really relate to like the struggle or like the constant disrespect I receive. And it just, it's, it's infuriating. And when it comes to dating, a lot of times my partners are disrespected more than I am, period. I'm just their arm candy. It doesn't matter if I came up with the entire concept of what they're doing. It doesn't matter if I put their entire everything together. It doesn't matter if I put the entire Every, the, the entire reason why we're all here together, it doesn't matter. It's like, I show up feminine in a gown, heels, full face of makeup with somebody with a blazer on my arm and nobody sees me. Like, it's like, oh, what up, bro? Hey, hey, bro, what up, what up? It's like, hello. <laughs> thanks for inviting me, bro. <laughs> Wait, am I invisible? Like, <laughs> So it, it sounds like a lot of the things that women, hetero women struggle with, are similar in you know the, the queer femme space yes. um as it relates to like dating like well for one do you have a do you have a type right because I think people assume that like you're femme so you're gonna date a masculine woman a masculine presenting woman is that true um I I've dated femmes I've dated studs here's the thing though okay <laughs> here's the thing Fems are just a little bit more high maintenance. And so for me, you know, when I'm considering like being in a real relationship, I'm like, do I want to be the one who, who gets spoiled? Or do I want to be the one who's going to have to go get some girl's hair done? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I You're like, I'm not trying to keep out. nobody for real. <laughs> like, God damn, $600. I do my own. Can I do your hair? Like, wait a minute. Hold up, girl. Like the gifts are also different, you know? Right, like, right. yeah, it is. A whole, whole thing that everybody's just out here 
buying designer bags and it's like we are regular 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 people <laughs> fuck down <laughs> but studs don't act like studs just be like can i get a nice cologne yes absolutely yes <laughs> yes. Yes. yes 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 so yes. sometimes when it comes to dating i'm like damn she's so fine and she's so bad but, mm, can i afford it yeah <laughs> she said price no. too hot price too hot <laughs> But I, yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. That's wild. That's wild. Because I think that's the that's then like I think the well at least I mean I know some some studs that are like that too, right? Like they'll see a a, a feminine woman and be like, nah, like nah. I'm cool on her. You know what I mean? Oh, like she she look expensive, <laughs> which is great, which is great. But then you know you have some that get with them and you like, bro, what you thought? What you thought? What you, what did that's you think me. that I'm was? Dumb. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm like the easiest femme today. I do my own nails. I do my own hair. I will give myself a facial. I'm so one of a kind. Like, yeah, I'm frugal. You want me to give somebody else my money to do what I could learn how to do on YouTube? Put the money in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. So when it comes to like, um, so like dating stuff, like you you had mentioned earlier, like you dated a touch me not right. So like mm-hmm. now when you get to that aspect of the relationship right is is there a conversation because I know from your content that you're a bit aggressive right so like is there (laughs) is there a conversation that has to happen for a film dating a stud because at the end of the day when everybody's closes off you're still both women right so like how you show up in the room can look very different than what people perceive you as in public so how, how does we that- don't know we don't know what you guys because you guys are all so different like people in general we're all different but you know it's pretty standard when it comes to fans yeah. right you, you uh, pretty much is it i think well we know you're gonna go down on us some of us maybe don't want you to penetrate <laughs> but like you know you know when you see a fam it's like all right i'm gonna I'm I'm go ahead and munch that right but we don't know we don't know you don't know right 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 yeah yeah because you guys are all so different and like some studs are like don't touch me some studs are like well you could touch me down there but like i'm not taking my bra and then some studs are like i'm just out here i'm a woman too just do whatever right some studs are like you can't penetrate me some studs are like actually i want you to penetrate me you're like "Ah, i didn't expect that from you like like, (laughs) but like is that a conversation do you talk like actively like okay so we about to like we about to we about to smash or like okay so let's have like let's talk head to toe like let's okay do you like yep. to kiss do you like you, yes are you, are you serious really and so if you're like if you're like dating yeah then yeah uh maybe third fourth date you start to like trying to have that conversation you actually mm-hmm. we try to fill it out first like we try yeah. to see like how feminine are you guys like what are your mannerisms like like does your tone change and range right <laughs> Um, (laughs) do you moan or do you groan what do you do like what's your energy (laughs) when you buy some good food what is the sound that you know what I mean like at dinner like you at dinner listening like yes but if we met what up it's your host Ashley and I'm interrupting this podcast to ask are you following us have you downloaded the podcast? Are you subscribed to us on YouTube? If you're not already, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all platforms, Queerly Black. I'm going to let y'all get back to the show. Peace. That's what you guys, like it's like a one night stand, like a hookup. A lot of times we just let you guys take the lead because we don't want to offend or cross a line. We don't want to do too much, you know? So like a lot of times when it comes to like just hooking up, like we just met at the club, we're going to come hook up. 
we don't really do too much when it comes to y'all. We'll wait till like the pillow princess it out. Just like all right, yeah. Cool. But what if what if the stud want to be a pillow princess? And then that's what. So then typically, like, she the later, like, like yeah, oh, we, like, we really got to fill it out. We let you guys take full charge. And if 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 a stud goes to like turn on her back, it's like oh shit. Okay, <laughs> I was waiting for this. I got you. Hold on, I got- <laughs> right. It's true. Like, you like oh. stretching your tongue. Like, ah, does it fit? Like, I don't know, you know. But we, we, we. The first, the first time, if we're just hooking up, a lot of times we just let you guys take the lead. And um, but if, if we are dating, we try to like do little, you know, little fillers, little, little fillers. Yeah. Like, like give, like give you a hug and like put your hands a little low. Like, okay, oh, she wasn't, she wasn't too offended by that. Okay, oh. what? <laughs> I do it naked though yeah. right 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 yeah because that's that's different energy right there yeah um for, that's crazy as well <laughs> but like I think people don't really uh think about that like for you guys and so it's a little more challenging because to your point I think by and large you know for uh, studs they kind of take on certain aspects of like okay you know yeah this woman I'm there's certain things that are gonna happen you know strap mm-hmm. no strap eat her out Best. don't eat her out okay like Best. but for you guys like maneuvering a a masculine woman is like a little different because there's so the, the spectrum of like her masculinity like how much of a dude or like how much of that is she like really trying to yes. own and so there's that whole thing so like talk talk about your like worst sexual experience oh, with oh okay I won't tell okay no names or nothing so there was a stud that like I really liked and I was like I was like okay like she gives me like like really dom energy like I like this you know whatever and at the time I I was messing with a femme but I had stopped messing with her to like deal with this stud and uh, I, I like we built up the sex thing right like we're talking on the phone like we're like on FaceTime, like we're building up, you know, the sex. And then finally we start to have it. And it was just it. <laughs> Hold up. Okay. So it was just a whole bunch of like I I think what was happening was tripping, but it was a whole <laughs> bunch of like rabid movement like uh-huh. this, but like pelvis on pelvis, pelvis what on pelvis. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I was like, please stop. Right. Please, please stop. Right? And so she was like going down on me. And it was just the like, do you know where you are? It, 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 it was like where you are. I know. <laughs> I like I don't mind messy head. It's fun. That's cool. But like when I genuinely feel like you are thinking that you're eating a cheeseburger, <laughs> I just cannot. It was not. I was just like, okay, can we flag on the play? <laughs> we stop. And I was even like, I tried to like take control and I was like, let me on top of you and let me like scissor you and let me, you know, let, let me do something else. Mm-hmm. And it was even Let's from the, the topic. <laughs> Even from the bottom, it was just like I just remember her grabbing me, and I, we, I was trying to like scissor her. So you know, I'm skinny. Yeah. Okay, I'm skinny. She was skinny, so you can't just that that this. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! I was like, please stop. I couldn't. I, I was miserable. I I was hurting so bad. None of that was enjoyable. I literally was like, okay, look, I'm holding myself on the end of the bed, and I was like, let's talk. 
can you just please slow down? And she's like, what she's do you excited. Mean? I'm like, is this what you, like, like when you hook up with people, is this what you, you do? do? You be doing this. And she was like, yeah, no one ever. And I was like, they lying, babe. No, this is very, this is not good. Right? So, so you, we you stopped, you stopped in the middle of section, in the middle of this session to give her a, a one-on-one lesson. Yes. Whew. And she did, she did better. Uh, once I was like, okay, let's work back into it. You know, mm-hmm. she did better, but it was, it took, it took a minute. It took a minute. It t- took a minute for her to <laughs> eventually. her confidence. Came. She wasn't like, you know, I don't, you know, she, she took the lesson. She took the lesson and she became. You hear that ladies? Lesson. Y'all hear that? Take the lesson. Okay. Take the lesson. Take the lesson. Take yeah. the lesson. I thought she was negative offended, but That's she key. took the lesson and I was like, this is but it was so bad i'm a <laughs> poor thing i'm a human person it was yeah. bad it was <laughs> I'm a human person i'm not an animal <laughs> it was i'm not your pillow i feel like you know like when boys are practicing with their pillow that's what i felt like i'm a yeah. human person <laughs> she was excited it was terrible it poor was the worst okay now just just to balance it out now talk about talk about your best experience and, and give the people mm-hmm. some tips since you you know you own lingerie line you got sex toys sex all this toys. stuff give <laughs> drop the knowledge on some people drop some knowledge on the people oh okay um i think the best se- okay i think that the best sex experience is when both people come into it with the idea of like this is going to be um passionate fun if you could have fun with sex so um using different toys and having sex in different places and let me use a butt plug on you i get that we're lesbians all right put, put in the butt plug <laughs> flag on the play okay let's rewind <laughs> let's go they're back little, they're, only, they're only this big it's like a little let's, it's like it's like your little nub you know just, like let's go back i'm gonna send you one boys <laughs> toys mm-hmm. so how does one introduce toys to their partner if you are like a, a new relationship you you don't know if they I mean you can obviously ask and let's say yeah. the answer is no right yeah. how do you introduce that and like what what what, what would be a good starter uh uh toy for someone who's never experienced that because I think you know mm. the 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 variety is great you need the variety especially in a long-term yeah. relationship mm-hmm. but for people who are like right at the beginning like don't start out with like nothing crazy just you okay know, if, if, we, into if, it. if I was hooking up with somebody we were active and I was thinking like dang I would really like to like tie this person up or something right <laughs> I don't think I'll say that but I would be like I would know. I would just be like, you would um, look really cute tied up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really, I would just ask them like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to try something with me? And of course they will be like, try what? And I'll just be like, have you ever used a toy before? And most of us have all used like, uh, straps, right? Um, that's, that's pretty standard, uh, a vibrator right here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty standard. Um, but if I wanted to like, I don't know, tie somebody to my wall or something right because there are toys you can do that with I would just be like how much do you trust me <laughs> how, much, how much do you trust me and no, no one's no, gonna I just be met like you. I don't trust you <laughs> right. no but see they won't say it in the middle of it right they'll yeah, just be in like the middle, yeah I trust you and I'm like do you like yeah 
let me let me tie you up. And at first, people be like, "Wait, you said what?" And I'm like, "You say you're trusting, right?" Wait, that was a stud because your voice got deep. <laughs> Wait, you said what? What you about to do to me? <laughs> right like you said you you trust me right let me just let me like, just tell you up. Don't trust you like that hold up if somebody's uncomfortable i always start with like tying up something not their entire person and that's how i am too hate to be tied up because i don't like to be restricted but i would just be like let me just tie one of your arms just one just one that's it that's it right and typically once people realize like oh shit this isn't bad i'd be like let me tie up your other arm and then <laughs> You just now kind you of put, progress. Now you, put, now you put your legs behind your back. It's true. Okay. <laughs> there are toys for that. Let me put this butt plug in. Hold up. You gotta work with butt plug. You gotta do like we we've been together for a good little minute, and then you introduce right. the whole. What is that like? Year year two? Is this year two? No. You get a butt plug right. in year two. Like sex could pay ten. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's our it's our anniversary. Let me uh let's let's take it to the next. Let's take our relationship to the next level. No facts. But I like. <laughs> what up? It's your host, Ashley, and I'm interrupting this podcast to ask, are you following us? Have you downloaded the podcast? Are you subscribed to us on YouTube? If you're not already, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all platforms, Queerly Black. I'm going to let y'all get back to the show. Peace. Like sexually free people in general. So yeah. I don't I do not do like the whole hookup thing. I mean, I've been in relationships for forever, yeah. but um, I like people that are sexually free, whether they're a woman or they're a man. If we could just make it fun and make it like enjoyable and passionate for both of us, it's always going to be an experience, I think. So typically the people that I'm with are like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. No, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So y'all, y'all hear that? Just be open. Have fun. <laughs> be open. Be passionate. <laughs> that's the lesson. No, for real. Because I mean, I think to, like you talk about the worst experience, right? Like there are a lot of people yes. who they might look a certain way, but they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, and I just don't want people out here just doing whatever. It was so bad. Oh God. It was she's, so, I called my like, mama. Yeah, like she's like probably single, like doing this to people and they're not telling her. Like they just got her in a yes. group text, like, yo, I just fucked this girl and she was fucking terrible. Like they just dogging her out. She has no idea. That's true. And then you never mess with her again, but really she just needed a little bit of a little coaching. Yeah. A little love. <laughs> a little love. Just a little yeah. bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> um no that's dope that's dope I I I love I love that so like as far as you just kind of like even just on this topic of of talking about like sex so freely having an adult line lingerie line all these things um and being so comfortable with your sexuality or femininity just like that whole thing like where does that come from for you um so my mom if you met her the best lady but my mom just kind of we I was raised I've always been very feminine. My mom's a very feminine woman. So growing up, she just never wanted me to like shrink any part of myself. Um, I was just raised to be expressive, right? So like, I don't have to hold anything in. And I think when I was, when I was a kid, obviously when you're a kid, there's some things you can't say. But when I was a kid and I was a teenager, I just didn't realize what being an adult would be like and what that actually meant as a woman, right? To be able to be expressive and to not hold anything back. And my mom's always just been like, if you think it, fuck it, say it. And if they don't like it, then they don't gotta like it. You're gonna Mm -hmm. say some things I don't like, but just don't shrink yourself. And as I was growing up, um, I don't know, my mom was just always like, just be who you wanna be, dress how you wanna dress. So if I wanted to wear a little 
mini skirt. She was like, all right, but you're not having sex though, right? Okay. <laughs> Wear the skirt then. Wear the skirt, right? right. Um, also, as I was getting more interested in like sex and understanding those things, my parents provided a space where I can come to them and I could talk to them about it. And when I was, you know, um, in my maybe like early 20s and now I'm dating like, like real adults. Um, and I'm just like, I never did some of these things before. Mm -hmm. I was still able to like call my mom or I was still able to like call my, um, call my dads at the time. I said that my real dad and just like ask them some of these questions and they've always just provided that space. So for me now, I'm just, I don't know. Like I, some people hate that I don't have a filter, but I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's cool because even if it's not for people who are like, maybe it's not that a girl or, or someone wants to pose online with lingerie but I think even the concept of feeling more comfortable with yourself and yeah. knowing that that's okay because I think there are people who want to be that way like they want to be free even if it's in their private space like with their partner or with you know themselves but they don't feel like there's like they don't they don't feel like other like there's no one else that's doing this but no actually there are you know so I think that 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 comfortability for people is is, is super important because people don't have parents that they can go and talk to about this kind of stuff where it feels safe or it feels like this not um <clears throat> a taboo topic like oh I can't talk about this or I can't ask yeah. about this I can't you know so I feel like that part of it makes people feel more free um as far as um so obviously the, you know, the last couple of years, I think, um, you know, you've been in a relationship and I don't know how long, uh, you and Freshie have been together, but, um, you guys have recently, you know, separated. And I want to talk about for you, the process of being on a public platform with your relationship, allowing people into your business, um, <laughs> because you are, you are allowing people in your business. And I think people miss that you know, you guys don't have to talk about your business. You know, you, you, you feel an, you probably feel an obligation because you put, you know, you're, you're, you are on a public platform, but you still don't have to share every part of your business. Right. And so mm -hmm. allowing people to know, um, the inner workings yeah. of your, of your life, but I don't want to talk about that as much as I want to talk about the process of rebuilding yourself, you know, kind of creating your own identity after being public for so long, um, what does that look like for you today? Um, first, <clears throat> I do want to, I do, I love that you said that you, you invite people in because that's factual. And then once you've invited people in, you do feel almost like a responsibility, right? To like, well, Dan, you can't start telling me the story now, mm -hmm. finish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and that's just a thing all of its, all on its own. But for me, you know, I, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking um, to, to uh, separate from somebody that you thought you would either spend more time with or forever with. Um, my thing right now for me is just to take life a little slower. Um, I spent my 20s feeling like I needed to like race some clock that doesn't actually exist, right? Like we've somehow convinced ourselves that we have to be uh, perfectly successful before we make it to 30 and that you have Forbes 
rich is under 30 and it's like it's it's a it's a lot of stress um mm -hmm. but for me as i'm entering this like new era and coming into the the the, the single world post 30s um i'm just kind of like so many things don't matter so many things don't matter i can turn down a gig if i'm tired and i can not do a project if I don't feel like it, like, like just, just take time out for you, you know, find yourself, like your genuine real self, not the facade that you have to put out to the world, not, you know, who people think you, you should be, but genuinely find time for just you. Um, I'm spending more time with my family. I'm spending more time with my friends and I'm just, I'm going, I'm going places because I want to and not because I, I was invited or I'm going to have a section or mm -hmm. like and just because I want to just go enjoy that place I'm going to straight places now just because I want to be able to go to a place and just kind of chill out mm -hmm. um and I'm in school so it's dope. I think just go for <clears throat> film, <laughs> film and television <laughs> of course <laughs> that's my thing right it's just about being being healed here yeah centered here my entire world everything everything has to be able to wrap back here if it doesn't for me it's not a, it's not a priority it's not a thing um i'm getting to a place of healing and with that healing i want to help other people heal there's a there's a lot of people i get so many dms from people you know lacy i went through this you know how did you work through it and i, I hate those questions because it's like well i haven't worked through i'm working through yeah, it yeah actively I, i'm i'm actively i just saw my therapist and like i'm <laughs> right going oh through this, shout out to therapy right? yeah so for me that's what it is it's just finding uh, a comfort within myself now um when you're married or you're with somebody for a long time they become your comfort they're your mm -hmm. home you you can't sleep without them you're not mm -hmm. You don't even want to eat if they're not eating with you. You don't even mm -hmm. want to watch a certain show because you <laughs> yeah. know you want to, you like you're, they become, they, your, your worlds collide. Once you separate, you really have to focus on what your world looks like for just you. And for, sure. for me, it's just about living an authentic life, making more time for people that love me, that support me. Um, and trying to motivate other women to like work every day as a process. But that's that's just kind of where I am right now. And obviously going to school. Cause it's yeah. kicking my ass. <laughs> yeah. Nah, school's crazy. Um what would you say is like one thing that you one lesson that, and of course, uh, you know, this is an ever-evolving question, I'm sure, but um one lesson that you take from your marriage that you will take into your next relationship or as you're dating and trying to find um your 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 person again you know yeah. that you're like this this thing right here is like key for me there's two there's two equally very important things that i've learned um one is as i'm choosing who i want to date going forward um, it really is about taking more time and learning who that person genuinely is. Um, I, I talked on a, on a different uh, podcast about 
I was bonded uh, to my last partner because we had similar uh, end goals, right? Like what we wanted for ourselves ultimately looked the same, mm-hmm. but our actual journeys were drastically different. And we would, we were just, it was always like combative because I, I, I'm not that and I don't want to be that and I don't want to do that. Well, I'm not that, and I don't want to do that. And it's right. like you're, you're like you're trying to 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 combine these very drastic journeys, and it's like, well, now I'm losing myself. Well, now I'm losing myself. Well, now I feel resentful because I, I'm not that, you know. And it's just mm-hmm. like, take your. I know it's difficult because you know, girls will be girls, but mm-hmm. we like falling in love. We like that mm-hmm. immediate, you know, feeling. But for me, I would. I feel like falling in love. It's bad. <laughs> um, I'm excited to fall in love again already. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I would say for me, it's, um, it's learning who that person is and um, genuinely taking your time. And also, no matter who I date in the, in the future, whether it's another person with the platform, it's probably not because I kind of stray away um, or whatever, anybody. I think once you bring your drama to social media, you cannot take it back. And one of the biggest regrets that I have, you know, was going through a scandal and I thought I was done. I hate this bitch, you know, so let me take everything (laughs) and y'all can have her throwing her out with the trash. And then four days later, it's like, oh, I do forgive you. Um, we got to address this. (laughs) But then you have to keep addressing it all the time um, because you can't tell half the story. So Mm -hmm. Um, once you, you, you start bringing your drama to social media, it really doesn't matter how you try to spin it, how you try to play it, how you try to avoid it. It's, it's out there now. And you, it's just, your fans can be worse than your family. Like as far as not forgiving the person that you're with. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring my drama. I would bring, I would bring my partner to social media because I don't want to hide anybody, but I wouldn't bring the drama and I would just take more time to really learn who it is that I'm I'm inviting into my life and my bed and my heart yeah no I feel it for sure I feel it all all good all good stuff all good stuff hope y'all listening um one of the things you talked about that I loved uh like this is probably um this is one of your your uh reels you were talking about manifesting and uh then being tested yes and people being like oh, like it's so hard now I, I loved it because I feel like um I I personally understand that like I've you know gone to school got a master's degree you know house family working hard you know all this stuff right but and people see certain things and they're like oh I want that and I'm like yeah you want that but like do you know <laughs> like yes. what it takes to get that like yes it, even if we're not talking about hard work do you know how much that cost yes <laughs> you know <laughs> price tag and then you know just the hard work of it all and I feel like we ask for a lot but then don't want to do the follow-through of like the work it's like oh yeah I want to be uh you know to your point about earlier about being in your 20s and being, oh yeah I want to be on the list I want to be this by yeah. 30 blah 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 it's like well do you <laughs> understand like these people never went to the club these people never spent money they lived in their parents basements they like didn't yeah. like they saved every penny that they had to build yeah. computers and like 
they they wore the same outfit every day. They weren't like yes. on Instagram flossing and doing all this crazy stuff, right? And but nobody wants to do that part, you know. Nobody wants to be like, oh yeah, no, I can't hang out because I gotta work on this project or no one like that part of it. That's the heart. That's the work. So I, mm-hmm. I resonated with it so much. Um, but just along that line, along those lines, like what made you start kind of sharing that part of the journey? Because I think people do look at you and other, you know, social media influencers and YouTubers and they're like, oh, like you guys are so successful. You, you know, you have this following and blah, blah, blah. And not understanding that what comes with that is that as soon as I have a human moment, like I, I, I share something private. Now I have to be accountable to every last yeah. one of y'all for the rest of my life because no yeah. one's going to leave me alone about it. Or if I make a mistake or if I show the wrong thing, or if I look sad, oh, now all this, all these things, right? So like, what made you start showing, sharing like those parts of, of your journey? Um, you know, originally a couple of years ago, literally a couple of years ago, I didn't share very much um, of my self on social media because I didn't know like what the lines were, right? Uh, I would share like a picture of myself because I'm pretty, but like, I wasn't really letting everybody in. And once we made a couple's YouTube channel, uh, people wanted to know more about me and I was still kind of like, no. <laughs> right. But I don't know when, y'all like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know y'all, no facts. Like, I don't know y'all like that. Um, but once I started, we started to to grow because we started, we, we met very, we're still early in our careers, but we met earlier, early in our mm-hmm. careers. And we were just like, let's, let's grow this together. Um, once we started growing it together in real life, my friends are always like, Oh, here's Lacey being a counselor. Here's, <laughs> here's Lacey uh, trying to be somebody's therapist. Right. And I'm just like, I just want everybody to understand. Like, that's just me in real yeah. life. And, um, I, I was like, well, as I'm growing, what do I want my brand to be, right? Um, do I want it to just be all held a pretty face? No, no, because there's so much more and, and there are so many other women that are so much more. And so it, it just became a, a matter of trying to be vulnerable. And this literally happened like a year ago or so. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna go live. I'm just gonna have a conversation with people. I'm just gonna like be vulnerable. And then my vulnerability just took like a plummet and I was just too vulnerable. It's crying all the <laughs> But you know, when you have that friend and you, you watch that friend go through some real hard stuff in life and they're breaking down and you're just like, I want you to be better. That's yeah. what my fans were for me. Mm-hmm. And so when I started to feel better, I just wanted to share that. You know, I want you guys to know, like, thank you for your kind words. Thank you for everything. But like, in real life, I am taking the steps to do better and, and to be better. And I want to take you guys on that journey. Um, and that's where that comes from. And so now as I'm just in this, like, I don't know, just like much, much more peaceful space than I was even this time last year, even six months ago, I want to take people on that journey with me because I think a lot of people, we do go through so many different hardships and I, I battle with depression and suicide. And for me to have this platform, I want people to know that like, I go through hard stuff too. My friends go through hard stuff too, you know? And even when I was, you know, married and I, I would talk to my, my spouse, 
um, just be vulnerable with your fans as well. Let them, cause you post all of the good stuff. Yeah. Let them also know that you're more than just this like person on the internet. You're a real person and be, be vulnerable, bring them in, like bring them into you because they want to support you and they want to love you. And they're going to send you all of their good vibrations. And like, you're just going to, the universe is going to just give that to you, but you have to be willing to receive it. Yeah. So that's where that comes from for me. No, that's dope. That's super Does that dope. make sense? I don't yeah, no, that makes, that makes perfect sense. I think it, I think it, it, it makes, it makes perfect sense. Just, you know, given the balance of like, again, you guys see this amazing thing that we're growing but at the end of the day, we're still human. We still go through things. It's yeah. still hard. Like this is what we want, but we're going through all this stuff yeah. in the process. And it's motivating too, because it's like, I'm sure you're not perfect either, but you can do it. You know, you can do it too. Like I'm not this like perfect human that just doesn't go through anything. And I'm able to do this. It's like, no, nah, I'm going through stuff every day, but I'm still going to push through those things and, and still make my dreams come true. You know what I mean? And so can you. Like, well, not, you know, because right. you are. Yeah, but like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, so can you, like, you can have your bad day and still yes. the next day or the next hour, the next minute feel better and say, okay, I'm a, yes. you know, I'm gonna write this script or I'm gonna do this thing, or I'm gonna take this picture or I'm a, you know, if whatever yes. your career is, whatever your thing is, you can that next moment push forward in your dream and still have a bad day. Um, yes. on the topic of your, your dreams, I got like two more questions. Um, okay. your career. So like becoming just really a career, you creative person uh filmmaking writing producing all the things acting when did you start that oh my gosh so not this relationship but my relationship prior um I had just gotten out of the military and I hated civilian life I hated being a civilian I hated civilians like I was just like I'm miserable <laughs> um I hate everything what did I do mm -hmm. um I went through like this kind of depression when you when you're first transitioning out of the military it's, it's kind of like, okay, well, what am I going to do next? And people are always like, oh, you have military experience. You can do anything. No, I can't. Okay. Mm -hmm. I tried. Mm -hmm. People were hiring back then. Mm -hmm. So um, I was kind of like in between like that, that phase. And I had just moved to Key West, Florida with my ex at the time. And she was like, babe, I just want you to be okay. And I was like, I, I want to be okay. And so she's like, okay, let's, let's come up with a game plan. Get out of bed. Let's come up with a game plan. Right. And so She's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, mm, I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> she mm -hmm. was like, okay, okay. What can you do? Right. And I, I've, <laughs> I've always, I've always written. That's always just been a thing I've done. Um, so she's like, why don't you write a web series? And I was like, mm, no. no. And she's <laughs> like, just, just do it. And I'm like, no. And at the time, I think there were like maybe like five web series that people were watching, but there were no web series on at the time. And so she was like, um, just, just, just write one. And I was like, oh, there are no actors here. All it is is military people. No one is here. Everybody's white. What am I? <laughs> mm -hmm. And so she's like, we got friends. We can hit them up and ask what they're interested in. So she literally calls all of our friends over. Um, we have a dinner night and she was like, so if baby wrote a web series, who will be in it? And they were like, hmm, we all would. And mm -hmm. so I was like, really? And so they were like, yeah. Two weeks later, I, I had my first web series, Unclassified, written. And uh, my ex bought me my, my first set of equipment. Um, 
And then she learned how to edit from YouTube. <laughs> and we just, we, we Googled like camera placement and how to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. And um, we just put it together together. And that was like, I didn't think that anybody would watch it in the first maybe four months that I think it was like the, I was on like episode three at the time and like no one had watched it it was only at like 10,000 5,000 views something like that and I was like no one's gonna watch this I want to take it off the internet <laughs> and she actually started like reaching out to like different magazines and uh, different bloggers and she was kind of like my PR right and so she's mm-hmm. telling them about our web series and we were getting hit a kid up to do interviews like all over the place. We did interviews in Europe. Like it was amazing. And so I was like, oh, shucks. And then we just started getting all these views. And I was like, they like us. They really like, read the comments. I was like, they think we can't act. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but from there, it was just so um, motivating. I, I would definitely credit her for like, I wouldn't be here had I never dated her. Yeah. Um, she was the editor of my first book. So I don't know, like that's where it started. And then I met I met um my ex-wife and she's like, Well, I like to film, you like to write, let's do some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right, bet. let's just do it. And then the rest is COVID because yeah. we started we started getting booked the most during, yes. <laughs> during COVID. Yes. Yes, and y'all, you, you, you def, y'all definitely have uh, put together some great content together. Um, your writing is crazy. Oh, <laughs> y'all haven't seen uh, some of some of their um, their productions. Y'all need to you just go check them out. You can just go watch the previews and you'll see, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, Fresh, Freshy and Lacey Productions, right? Lacey and Lacey, Freshy. There you go. Mm-hmm. Lacey and Freshy Productions. Y'all go check it out. It's it's, it's a wild time. Um, <laughs> super super dope man um what do you have coming up I actually just filmed my very first short film like literally by myself um there are people who want to work for me and people who want to work with me but right now I'm in a place where I just don't want anybody to take anything from me if you if you can't show up one day or if you leave um I have nothing kind of like that's also where I'm at in my life so Mm. I just filmed my very first short film last night Mm. (laughs) And it's called A Love Like This. Um, and that should be coming out on January 1st because I'm, I'm also editing it myself. But I'm also building. So I want to have a multimedia company. Yeah. Um, so I'm also putting out audiobooks as well. Um, I've partnered with somebody in South Africa who is actually, she's been skimming through all types of South African story, stories and casting for South African readers so that mm. my platform isn't just American because um, my fans aren't just American mm-hmm. and I can't make content for them because there is a barrier. Um, so she's actually like, we can, we can do some um, audiobooks in South Africa and then add them, just send me the audio, boom, I could disperse them under my company. So we're doing that. Um, and then I'm just working with some other people who are, who are the writers to create other content. <laughs> oh, no, so. yeah, of course, of course. You can't tell everything. You can't tell everything. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. I was trying to get exclusive, y'all, but you know, listen, I know. gotta wait and see. I know. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Um, last question is this, right? So one piece of advice for somebody who is on their own queer journey, 
figuring out their own identity, what would you tell them? I would say do you at your pace. If you don't want to come out, don't come out. If you aren't ready to wear rainbow at Pride, don't wear <laughs> rainbow at Pride. You know, it's true though, you yeah. know, wherever you are, be there and don't let anybody pressure you to be where they are because your journey is your own. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Tell the people where they can find you. Um, if you guys want to find me, you guys can uh, find me on Instagram at it's me underscore Lacey. DM me. I always, no, I don't. I try to DM back as often as possible unless you say weird things to me. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to watch some of my content, you guys can find Lacey and Freshie Productions on Vimeo On Demand, U42. Um, that's another company. And YouTube. I try, we, we try to put all of our content on YouTube for you guys. Um, also YouTube, you can find my personal stuff on unclassified media and in the new year, um, I'll try to get as much as, as, as much of this content on Amazon as possible. It's just, these subtitles are kicking my ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. They, they take a oh. little while. Um, and then if you guys want to listen to my podcast, you can find it at, uh, Laceology on any platform. Dope, man. Well, look, Lace, thank you so much for coming through, blessing the platform. This was a fun conversation. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Much well wishes to you in 2023. We going up. It's only up from here. <laughs> and y'all already know what it is. It's another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one. <laughs>